Well, um, I thought I would start here with uh, 20 rules for sons. Dads, maybe these are things that you imparted to your sons or that maybe your dad imparted to you, but I think there's some good wisdom here. See if uh, any of this fits for you. Uh, Number one, never shake a man's hand sitting down. Good one. Number two, don't enter a pool by the stairs. Number three, the man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. Four, in a negotiation, never make the first offer. Five, when entrusted with a secret, keep it. Six, return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Number seven, play with passion or don't play at all. Eight, when shaking hands, grip firmly and look them in the eye. Number nine, always protect your siblings and your teammates as well. Number 10, don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. (laughs) 11, you marry the girl, you marry her family. Number 12, be like a duck. Remain calm on the surface and paddle like crazy underneath. (laughs) 13, never be afraid to ask out the best-looking girl in the room. 14, thank a veteran. Number 15, eat lunch with the new kid. Number 16, after writing an angry email, read it carefully and then delete it. 17, manners make the man. Number 18, give credit but take the blame. Number 19, stand up to bullies and protect those who are bullied. And number 20, be confident and humble at the same time. A lot of good wisdom there, huh? Well, Jack Epololito wrote, Our granddaughter's second grade class was asked to write about their personal heroes. And her father was flattered to find out that she had chosen him. Why did you choose your dad? Jack asked. And his granddaughter replied, well, it's because I couldn't spell Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) So, happy Father's Day. Father's Day is a celebration honoring fatherhood and paternal bonds and the influences of fathers on society. You know, I have been a son with a dad taking care of me, and I've been a dad raising a son and a daughter. I'm now a dad of grown children and grandchildren to influence as well, and I now find myself a dad uh, with a dad that I care for. So I understand different seasons of fatherhood. And what it means to honor your father is different according to the different seasons. You know, I find it interesting that the Bible doesn't command us to love our parents, but it does command us to show honor to them. Perhaps that's because some parents are evil. Some are cruel and maybe incapable of ever 
being loved. But we do have the ability to show honor, and in most cases, hopefully, to love them as well. Well, if you haven't done so already, if you'll reach inside your worship folder, there's these message notes. I'd invite you to take those out. It's got the scriptures that we're going to look at, as well as some blanks that you can fill in and some white space as well that you can write in some notes if you care to do so. You can access that same information on the New Life app as well. But the fifth commandment in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, says this. It says to honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Lest you think that's just Old Testament stuff, Jesus validated this command in Luke 18 where he says, you know the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, and honor your father and mother. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Paul gives us a reason for all of this. He says that if you build a society where children honor their parents, then your society will long survive. And by inference, a society where children don't honor their parents is doomed to self-destruction. But you know, many modern parents don't necessarily adhere to this because it implies authority. Ephesians 6.1 that we just looked at, it says that children are to obey their parents. It says it's the right thing. One of the key aspects of parenting is to establish in our children a sense of being under authority. Not just getting them to do what we tell them to do, but getting them to understand that they exist under our authority as training. Because, you see, ultimately we are all under God's authority. And just like a loving dad and mom, God is a loving authority, but he is over us just the same. And yet, I think many parents today just seek to be loved, not honored by our children. Now, sure, I mean, we enjoy being loved by our children. Who, who doesn't? But it is our duty as parents, to teach them, to teach our children to honor us. That children need to honor parents. Because, you see, parents who aren't honored are really just adult peers of their children. Honoring parents is how we come to see that there is a moral authority above us to whom we are morally accountable. 
Sigmund Freud, who was an atheist, <laughs> said that one's attitude towards one father largely shapes one's attitudes toward God. That even a non-believer saw this reality. That if you had a loving father, it's much easier for you to embrace an understanding of a loving God. And that is why our role as fathers and stepfathers and foster fathers, that's why our role is so important. Tim Keller says, it's respect for parents that is the basis for every other kind of respect and every other kind of authority. So, what does it mean to honor our fathers? Well, if you're still a child, if you're still a child in your parents' home, it's going to primarily be about obeying them. You see, there's these two aspects, if you don't understand this already, of freedom and responsibility. Freedom and responsibility, they work together in tandem, on a sliding scale, more or less. Good parents want their children to develop independence. And so we strive to give them more and more freedom as they mature. In our home, as our kids were growing up, Janet and I, you know, continued to tell our kids that their freedom was directly related to their level of responsibility for themselves. That one day, they were going to live on their own, and they were going to pay their own bills. And when they got to that day, they would be 100% free to make whatever decisions they wanted. But until then, freedom came in degrees. It came in percentages. It was connected to their level of responsibility for themselves. So, if you want to know what your level of responsibility is to still obey your parents, whether you're 12 or 25 then you need to ask, to what level are you being responsible for yourself? In other words, if you're always complaining that your parents are constantly telling you what to do, even though you're now 35 years old, but you still live in your parents' basement, and your mom makes your bed and does your laundry and your dad pays all your bills, then you need to figure out how all of that shapes up in percentages, don't you? Well, that has to do with obedience, but what about honoring? Because you see, it's easy to think, well, that fifth commandment, you know, that's a good idea for kids. I mean, that really relates to children in elementary school, but once you're 18, it's no longer relevant. That young children honor their parents through obedience. But what about grown-ups? What about adults? What does it mean for us to honor our parents, to honor our fathers? And so, 
Let me just deal today with several ways that we can all seek to honor our fathers as adults, as grown-ups. And some of these will apply and some won't, but see what fits for you, okay? So how do we honor our fathers? Here's the first way. We can honor our fathers by forgiving them. Listen to me, there are no perfect parents. That all parents fall short of their children's expectations. Certainly some more so than others, but all parents fall short. That our parents have sinned against us. Our parents have made unwise decisions. Maybe our parents have had unfair expectations that they put on us. Maybe they have sought to live their lives through us. Maybe they've said and done things that have deeply wounded us. And if any of that's the case for you, Let me remind you of the words of Jesus on the cross. Luke chapter 23, verses 33 and 34, it says, When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified Jesus there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. Standing at the foot of the cross and considering such a Savior, who are we to withhold forgiveness? Even even if our parents were evil, even if they were sinful, even if they were cruel, even if they were sadistic, even if they walked out of our lives, even if they hurt us deeply. Now, I realize that this is easy for me to say. I didn't experience what you did. I get that. But let me encourage you to consider again the example of Jesus. And maybe today, this begin, I would just encourage you, maybe this begins today for you by just asking God to soften your heart in this area. Not because your father deserves it. In all likelihood, he really doesn't. But because Jesus asks it of us. You see, we honor our parents by extending grace, by extending forgiveness to them. Here's a second way we can honor our fathers, honor our parents, is to speak well of them. To refuse to speak evil of them. You know, it may feel therapeutic to air our dirty laundry to anyone and to everyone, but Romans 13, 7 says that we owe honor and respect to all authorities, 
that God has placed over us. And with our words, we have the power to extend honor or dishonor. Now, I'm not talking about covering up in some dysfunctional way. There are people that you should talk aloud with about issues with your parents. But I would encourage you to resist the urge to ridicule or to needlessly speak poorly of them and instead look for the opportunities to speak well of them to others, to give them credit where you can to others, and even to them. You know, my dad used to always say, if you don't need it, it's not on sale. Good words, isn't it? And my dad used to always say that. You know, Dad, everything I learned about saving money, I learned from you. Or whatever it is, to, to look for opportunities to speak well of them. You see, we honor our fathers by speaking well of them. Here's a third way. We can honor our fathers by seeking their input and wisdom. You know, the Bible constantly associates youth with folly and age with wisdom. Proverbs 20, 29 says this, The glory of young men is their strength, and gray hair, the splendor of the old. It's my new life verse. <laughs> Job 12, 12 says, Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? You see, we would do well to seek input and wisdom from those with more, with more life experience than us. But at the same time, parents, hear me on this. Let me remind you that the worst advice is advice that wasn't asked for. And so we have to be careful not to keep telling our grown adult children what they ought to do when they didn't ask for it. It's a boundary thing, isn't it? But I would encourage you to ask for input from your parents. Realizing that if you are fully on your own these days, you don't have to follow it. But see, there's honoring in the asking. You know, I often ask my dad these days for input on things, even though I know I'm probably not going to do what he says. But sometimes he surprises me, and I'm glad I asked. See, there's honoring in the asking. It shows respect when we listen to their advice, listening to your parents' views, seeking their opinions. Will we always agree with them? Of course not. Am I obligated to follow my dad's advice? No. But we honor our fathers when we ask their input. 
Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 says, Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. We honor our dads when we seek their input, when we seek their wisdom. Here's a fourth way. Is we can stay involved in their life. To support them emotionally. It might mean to call them. It might mean to visit with them. Psalm 71 verse 9 says, Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. You see, we honor our parents by giving them assurance that we won't forsake them in their old age. That just as they cared for us, we will care for them. Or perhaps we will care for them even though they didn't care for us. You see, this is our responsibility. And it can be our joy. This might even involve caring for them financially. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So this could involve anything from bringing them into your house or overseeing their care outside of your home or handling their finances or other matters or becoming their primary means of transportation or whatever it is but stay involved with your parents honor them by providing care for them at whatever level is needed William Barclay says the raising of children requires tremendous sacrifice and it's only right that children make sacrifices for their parents in return. Well, one more. Number five. We can honor our parents, we can honor our fathers by treating them with respect and consideration. You know, there's been times in the last several years since I've assumed oversight of the care of my dad that he's really been a little crazy. Like the time he talked the neighbor into taking him to the bank where he tried to withdraw $5,000 so that he could buy a little red sports car. (laughs) Now, my dad is doing much better these days. I'm thankful for that. But despite where he's at and how he's doing, I do my best to always respond to my dad respectfully. And even though these days I handle all of my dad's financial matters, I always try to talk things through with him. And I try not to talk down to my dad like I would a child, if I can avoid doing so. You know, it's an odd thing for those of you who've not experienced this or who haven't experienced it yet. It's an odd thing when your roles reverse 
with your father. Uh, we used to, in the small group that Janet and I are a part of, it, it's funny, we joke about this, because we used to spend a lot of time, not very many years back, talking about issues related to our children. Now in our small group, I find that we spend a fair amount of time talking about issues that we're all relating to with our parents. But I try my best to talk to and deal with my dad respectfully. And there's times he gets mad at me because I'm making a choice for him that I feel is best. He doesn't agree with me. I try to, as kindly as I can at those points, remind him that there were times when the shoe was on the other foot. And he was the one making that choice on my behalf. But as much as I can, I try to put the power for decisions in my dad's hands on big things and even little things because I think in this way we can attempt to show consideration we can attempt to show respect we can seek to honor our father well I don't know in a message like this how the Holy Spirit might have spoken to you or what the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now. But I would just encourage you to open up your heart and open up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, I'm listening. I don't know what you want to say. I don't know what the take-home is. I don't know what it is. We all come into a, a day like today where we talk about fathering and we talk about celebrating Father's Day, we come into a day like this at different places in different seasons of what that means. But God just might have something He wants to say to you. And I would encourage you when we worship here again in just a minute, that like we generally do, there'll be prayer team people here on both sides who would love to pray with you. If while we're singing, you just want to slip out and go to any one of these people, they would love to pray with you. On these issues are any number of things that have nothing to do with Father's Day. But let's, let's hear from God. So, uh, we're going to continue to worship here in just a moment. So, could, here, let's go ahead and stand. Let's, uh, let me invite you to stand with me. And uh, before we continue, how about I pray for us? Would you pray with me? Father God, I want to pray on behalf of us who are sons and daughters. Lord, as we seek to, at whatever age we are, whatever season we find ourselves, as we seek to just live out what it means to honor our Father. God, direct us in that. Challenge us in that. Let us hear from you. Help us to have open hands to obey whatever that means. And God, I want to pray today for dads, for stepdads, for foster dads who, who right now have children in their home. They are right in the thick of what it means to parent, God. And I pray that you'll meet them in the challenges of that. Give them energy. Give them understanding, give them patience, 
Give them wisdom. Lord, give them love. Lord, help them in the way that they deal with their children represent you. A father who who loves us beyond what we could imagine being loved, who, who holds us as more precious than we could even desire to be known as. God, help these fathers as they seek to be that to their children. Not perfect fathers like you are, but loving fathers, wise fathers, men who are attempting to be that for their kids. Lord, I want to pray today for some who who I know today is difficult because they long to be dads. There's a huge desire in that, in their heart for that, God, but through whatever life circumstances, through whatever place they find themselves, that's not a role they have the privilege, the opportunity to play. And it's an aching, it's a longing, it's a desire, God. I pray, God, that you'll help them find in you the comfort, the grace, the peace. Lord, that just doesn't take the ache away, Lord, but that soothes it. God, help them find that that you are enough, that your love for them is enough, that their identity in you is secure enough, that even though they can desire these things, they don't have to have these things because they've thrown themselves with abandonment and trust totally on you. And so, Lord, just meet them in the midst of their grief and their hurt for that area. God, I pray for some who this day is a hard day. Maybe it's a hard day because their father is no longer with us this side of eternity. And this day reminds them of that absence, that ache. God, again, for them, help them find comfort in you. The perfect father, our heavenly father. Lord, help them lean into you, especially on a day like today. I pray for others who find this a very hard day because their relationship with their dad was tough, is tough. Lord, maybe their dad walked out of their life. Maybe their dad scarred them and wounded them deeply. God, again, help them bring that pain and that hurt and that lacking, Lord, totally to you. And again, lean into you as their father. Father, for those who find this day difficult because there's absence maybe between them and their children, maybe there's distance, maybe physically distance, maybe emotionally distance, Lord, that while they see others celebrating that bond, for them it just reminds them of pain. And so again, just meet them there. Lord, bring healing and hope and peace, and grace. Lord, like I said, we come to this different places, different seasons, 
But Lord, my prayer is that you will meet us wherever we are. And give us the grace that we need to walk forward in a way that brings you glory. Speak to us, whatever that means, for whatever steps that means, God. We just pray this all in your name and for your honor and glory we pray. Amen.